there, wrestling fans, and welcome to the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. And now, introducing your host for a combined weight of none of your business, it's Metal Geek and Joe Panther the Third, the Dudes at Ringside Hello there, wrestling fans, and welcome to episode 126 of the internationally known Dudes at Ringside podcast. I am your host, Joe the Panther, and now introducing from the top of Metal Mountain all the way down to all 50 states and the globe, it's the Happy Heel himself but metal key what's going on ringside crew what's going on internationally no what's going on everybody what's going on robbie what's going on joe robbie. not too much not too much welcome robbie um geeky you ready to i think i ran out of bubble gum but i know what else i could bring up let's give if if we're gonna answer the questions maybe they'll answer them let's give a war dudes at ringside welcome to the House of Heathens. What's going on? Hey. <laughs> hey. Thanks for having us. Oh, Thanks for coming on. Welcome, guys. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, If our fans aren't familiar with you, I don't know why they're not. Introduce yourselves. Uh, we are House of Heathens. My name's Teal Piper. I'm the daughter of Roddy, Roddy Piper, and this is Deimos. Uh, we are a intergender tag team and we're actually engaged in real life as well. <laughs> yes. That's awesome. Welcome guys. And thank you very much for taking our invite on a Monday. We realize you guys are in the middle of training. Sorry about that. <laughs> There's no such things as weekends when you're at the gym every day anyway. <laughs> yeah. Me and Geek's experience with training is I work in a grocery store and I lift up sugar and like... Cases of water all day long and heavy milk cartons, like they put on a cart all day, like in the Mondays and Thursdays is my real workout. You know what? That counts. That counts. You're lifting. <laughs> Got to be creative. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, you oh. guys are busy. Oh, you Gun guys are lifting. Gun show. Yeah. I mean, um, you got um, me and Joe are lifting like Coca Cola and stuff like that. You guys yep. are actually lifting people. <laughs> I don't know if I do the first I'm like, eh, nope, nope. I forfeit. <laughs> I would I would have no wins and about like 195 losses. Forfeit and back. Um so, um Geek, you start off the question. Yeah. Uh, so how how was uh, first of all, how did you guys meet exactly? Uh, we met at LA uh, Fan Fest. I believe that's what it was called. Yes. LA Fan Fest. Uh, like maybe two years ago. Uh, we were both doing signings there. He had just had his neck operated on. He had gotten paralyzed, partially paralyzed. Oh, wow. um, and had to have his whole neck redone. I had blown out my knee and was about to have my knee replaced. So we kind of went through the whole rehabbing together. And then COVID hit. And we ended up quarantining together and everything. Yeah. And you know, we just obviously hit it off, and the rest is history. 
Oh, wow. Wow. So you guys were like both injured at the same time and you kind of like. Yeah. We both were very depressed. But then it ended up weirdly a good thing aside from the fact that we got a lot of time to get to know each other because COVID happened and nobody was running shows anyways. So, you know, I was sitting here all depressed that I wouldn't be able to train or work for a year, you know, with our surgeries. And then it turned out we wouldn't have been able to anyway. So out of every year to get injured, you yes. pick the right one. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so who individually, but who, who trained you guys? Uh, Damos is actually who trains me. I mean, he'll, he brings in people occasionally to work out with me one-on-one, but um, I genuinely feel that I'm getting the best training there is available. Yeah, and I uh, I broke into the business being trained by Nikolai Volkov. Wow. Yeah. Long time ago. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, I've, awesome. I've had a lot of uh, mentors and, you know, trainers to fine-tune me along my journey. Um, but I started wrestling with Nikolai Volkov. The first bumps I ever took in the ring were with him. Yeah. That's awesome. You get yeah. your first bumps and bruises from a legend, you know, like a, yeah. Like, yeah. a man that would, like, Oh man, he's he must have he must have had some stories to tell you like like around many you. many yeah yeah oh so many stories from Nikolai um that I still apply to this day actually lessons oh wow that's you know that's always yeah. good because like a guy like Nikolai Volkov he would tell you something and you could still use it to this day in a wrestling match you know what I'm like like unlike back in the day there's so many different ways to do something. Well, like not many, not many ways to do moves and stuff like that. And nowadays, you could toss it into any any match. And yes. Yeah. So, what what was the one thing you'd say you learned from Nikolai Volkov? Um. Well, uh, the the one thing that I definitely apply to this very day and will for the rest of my career is uh, whatever moves uh, that you decide to do, make sure you're willing to do them in a healthy manner for the rest of your career. You know, like, for example, one of the stories he gave me was he said he used to feud with Hulk Hogan. Yeah. And uh, he said during his feud with Hogan, he always used to laugh and say, man, you keep doing that leg drop over and over again every night. Eventually, you're going to need a new hip. Well, he needed two hip replacements. So, like, I thought to myself, well, what's, you know, I, I try to build my body of work around, you know, less compression to my spine or, you know, you know, taking care of my joints better for longevity. You know, it's like, that's probably the best lesson I ever learned from him is thinking long-term and wear and tear of things I do on repetition on my body. Hmm. That's so true. Like, even though, like, certain things you do when you, like, like, it's like my case, I lift milk crates. Always, my, my dad always tells me, never use your back. Always use your knees when you lift these things up. Yeah. You lift them up the wrong way. I had past hernias. I could pull a hernia lifting up a milk crate. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Right. You know, you, if you look back at like a lot of, uh, of the performers over their careers, you know, if you look at their injuries specifically, most of the time, minus, you know, a few freak accidents, you know, most of the time their wear and tear injuries are from their own moves. You know, like Triple H's quads roll up his leg because what does he do? He does the Arn Anderson spine buster on his knees all the time, year after year after year. Eventually that kneecap's going to, blow that quad off and that's what happened you know? you know randy orton taking the rko over and over and over again now he has a lot of neck and shoulder problems you know it's just you know the hulk hogan with his hip you know everyone has that wear and tear of what they decide to do with their careers yeah that's mm -hmm. 
Yeah, that's totally true. Like, got to be able to do something when you wrestle. You, you can't do it repeatedly, and if they do it, they'll get their injuries. But you have to be able to learn how to change your the way you do things. And if you're so stuck in the way you do it, it's hard to fix it unless you, unless you really have a good trainer behind yeah, you. Yeah, I think that's one of the hardest things that a lot of independent wrestlers uh, – have a hard time figuring out once they get to any mainstream platform is what worked on the indies doesn't really work on TV when you have to do the same thing night in and night out as opposed to once or twice a month. Mm-hmm. You know, if you had, like, for example, you know, a good friend of mine, Ricochet, you know, oh. you notice you don't do that 630 very often these days, you mm. know, because it, it was beating them up, you know, so, you know, he had to switch to doing the code breaker more and saves that 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 630 for like real monumental moments because when he was on the indies doing that night after night it wasn't that bad because he can kind of pick his own schedule but when you're on wwe schedule where you wrestle four or five times a week every week you gotta you gotta think about long term exactly exactly yeah. it's like always always you gotta slow down a little bit you know what i mean so yeah don't take so many bumps because you want to have a full long career yeah. Like nothing bothers me more than when when you see professionals show up to put together matches and they don't want to take that many bumps and they think that they're lazy. They're not lazy. They're smarter than you. Exactly. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Yeah. exactly. They don't have a day job to lean on when they blow something out like you do. You know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like I always, I always joke. I always joke with my boss because we're working at a grocery store. I said, Junior, what would you do if I came to the store with like a giant? bruise on my neck he'd like he's like god i think i'd just be like what happened did you fall <laughs> I, fell off, I fell off the cage and I fell off the cage and i fell off and someone power robbed me through a light my i went up through this long creepy list of like a hardcore wrestling match i fell off the cage and then someone power bombed me through a light strip and like they were just like they do that in wrestling i said you don't watch deathmatch <laughs> and none of my my coworkers watch wrestling, so they're all like, "They do that in wrestling, Joe? They throw people through lights?" I'm like, "You've never heard deathmatch wrestling?" They're like, "No." I'm like, "You need to get I mean, I, every once every once in a while uh, to to laugh. I'll watch a deathmatch or two, but yeah, I uh, that's not something I'd ever embark in or be interested to do ever, <laughs> ever." <laughs> I, I make the mistake of like liking, a, following an Instagram page and not noticing what it is, it is and I'll go like, doo, 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 and it, if it wants to, it'll come. The videos will come on our feed, and I'm just like, what did I? Just yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Like one guy had like this. It was a weapon. He, it looked like a mohawk. And he, I, I saw that exact same clip, and you know what I thought to myself is, man, they just really don't appreciate quality of life. No. Yeah. We had a, a show recently, and a guy had a, a hardcore match, a couple matches before ours. And man, he he landed through a table with a bunch of light bulbs on it on the outside oh. of the ring, and just completely yeah. shredded his back. Oh. He had to go to the, get picked up on an ambulance, and go to the emergency everywhere. room, get staples. And hmm. uh, you know, I think to myself as you're riding in the back of the ambulance, that did, uh, did your payday equivalent to what you're spending to go get stitched up? No, exactly. and if it's not, then maybe you should reassess your line of work. Yeah, exactly. I felt bad, but I unfollowed the page immediately because I got freaked out. Because I'm like, that's yeah. I love we love all wrestling here on Dudes at Ringside. We have no problem with deathmatch wrestlers, 
but that stuff is so dangerous. Like, I wouldn't even tell any kids to watch that stuff because I don't want any kids to think I can go home and grab a light strip and hit my brother in the head with it. Like, like I, I enjoy some of the hardcore stuff as much as the next person, but at a certain point, I think it's just not wrestling anymore. Yeah, it's glorified (laughs) stuff, man. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. That's like, there's that line, you know? And I mean, I, like, like I said, I don't, I don't take away from, you know, the fact that they're putting their bodies on the line. But yeah. yeah. Is that the art of, of being a sports entertainment or is it crazy people doing crazy things? You know, yeah. I, I don't I don't know. Like, I feel like anybody can duct tape a bunch of light bulbs together and swing it like a baseball bat and end up on ridiculousness. You know, I. Yeah. You know, I prefer, you know, to put time and art into my craft so that, you know, when I'm retired, I can enjoy my, my family and, and continue a healthy way of life. Exactly. And, uh-huh. and have a body of work that doesn't make people cringe, they smile. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally. <laughs> That's me, you know. I mean, everyone has their thing, you know. It's just not my thing. For, for me, uh, for my favorite type of wrestling, I love strong style. That's that's something I love the Me most. Me too. I love, mm-hmm. I, yeah. I, I if you were to always, take... Good. Yeah. I, I, my, my favorite's always New Japan. Uh, that strong style. So, been always my favorite. Yeah, I like strong style. I'm a very physical person. Um, mm-hmm. I like when people hit me, and because I think that it just sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I think it. Uh, I think it make it, it helps suspend the disbelief that wrestling is is not real. Mm-hmm. If they're hearing meat hit meat. You know, so like, and also I'm not a snowflake, so I'm not worried about it. <laughs> um, sorry, you know, uh, but I, I, I like storytelling, you know, like I, I, if you can combine strong style with storytelling, that's my body of work. Yeah. Like the, like the Okada and, um, what is it? The Okada and Shibata match. Great storytelling in that match. Probably one of my favorite matches of all time. Right. You know, like I'd rather someone hit me really hard once and, and it means something because of the story we told yeah. than just to hit each other a bunch of times endlessly really hard and then go into a body slam. Like it just yeah, sounds, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, again, strong style with storytelling. Mm-hmm. I'm more like an old school fan. I like my seeing my grandfather being a professional wrestler before I was born. And I like he was a submission wrestler. It was a cruiser. He was a lucha. He was a luchador. A big. He was a yeah, yeah. chubby big guy. And he was a, he was a heel lucha. And I, him learning my grandfather was a wrestler kind of like got me more into wrestling even more. That I had more of an edge over more over wrestling fans. Geek goes in college. Everybody would talk about wrestling, and I go. By the way, is any was anybody's grandparent a wrestler? And they're like, no. And I'm like, I win over everyone. Fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, every every argument ended in college. Was anybody's grandfather a wrestler? I'll wait. No. Yeah. And like learning, the learning that he like, I have, and then I find out in the pandemic, uh, Pete Sanchez is my cousin as well, and Frank Martinez, Blue Demon is my uh, is my cousin also, and I'm like, oh, it's even cooler. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's pretty cool yeah and it's, and it's also cool because like it shows why i love wrestling even more like because you know you could have family in wrestling and you never know and then you find out so, very true yeah. well she definitely knows about her family in wrestling. yeah definitely <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you guys are intergender tag team, right? Who's somebody yeah. you would love to? Who's somebody you guys would love to face? Who? Um, it could be anybody. It could be know, anybody. Well, I have a list. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, for for personal reasons, you know, I kind of would like to to step in the ring with Karrion Cross and his wife. That's what I always said. <laughs> and for storytelling reasons, I'd love to step in with uh, Index over at yes. NXT. Mm. Mm -hmm. Um, is there any place in the country that you guys want to go and wrestle, or the country, like country, or like anywhere in the the world? Like country. Or like... I personally would love to wrestle in Japan. You know, that's obviously a a golden star on every wrestler's resume. My dad did it. Famos did it. I would love to have a match over in Japan sometime. Mm -hmm. Um, also, I would love to wrestle in my home state, Oregon. I haven't got to do that yet. It'd be nice to wrestle there just to say I did. And Winnipeg, where my dad kind of started up. Ah. Those are all on my list. What about you? <laughs> um, you know, I, like I said, I've had 19 years. I, I have gotten the opportunity to wrestle pretty much everywhere that yeah, matters. I say, I can't think of but what I will say is I... You know, now that now that my career is kind of restarted with with her, and we're doing so many fun things now that matter so much more. You know, I, I I would like to go back to Japan with her, and experience Japan with her because I last time I was there, obviously, it was just me. Um, I think that'd be an awesome experience. Um, I also want to take her to a company I work for a lot in in Greece. Zmac, I was just Zmac uh, <laughs> Professional Wrestling. I'm actually the world champion over there. Mm. Um, I would like to see Greece. Yes, and oh, one of the awesome things about being over there is, you know, their their crowds are awesome, their their production is awesome, and the the promoters treat me so well that you know it's like a vacation. I get to take her to the islands. We could have the Greek food. Yeah, you know, I'm very so excited like, to potentially. Every aspect of that trip is just phenomenal, and the experience that they give us over there is phenomenal. So I, I look forward to going back there, but with her with me now. So yeah. Greek food is always delicious. Me and Geek, personally, oh, anytime yes. I'm with Geek, we have to have Greek food. Yeah, Greek so food I always tell them when they, I always tell them when they book my travel out there because they book me out there for about like maybe a week and a half to two weeks because they have me teach a lot of seminars. Because obviously, it costs a lot to fly me there, so they want their money's worth. Um, yeah. But I always tell them to book me. I fly in very close to the show, <laughs> so that I don't have to worry about dieting for TV. <laughs> and then after I do the show, all the seminars, all that stuff, I can I can eat the Greek food and not feel self-conscious about it. Mm, yeah. So is Luke, is, Luke is saying them versus Scarlet and, and uh, Cross would be a good match. And it could happen now, too. Yeah. Well, yeah. It could happen. So you know. Vinny, Vinny, if you're listening... Oh, Vinny. Yeah. <laughs> Vinny, love, I'm showing the logo, Vinny. That. See, I'm a good helper. I showed the logo. He has a sleeve over uh, I think we can tell a, a great story and yeah. uh, send a very good message. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And actually, you could actually come with her if she went to Liberty Pro because they, they have men there, too. Okay. Yeah, Liberty right, Men. I, 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 I have to learn about this Liberty Pro, but okay, yeah. Yeah. The owner is on Instagram. He he uh, actually came on our podcast. You can go our past posts and look up, um, or you can look it up. Owner of L, is it L P P? 
It's on our past posts on Instagram. We can go back. We'll definitely look it up. Yeah, hundred percent. He's such a nice guy. One of the coolest Southern little Southern gentlemen you ever meet. He's such a super super nice guy. Super nice. Super sweet. Super friendly. I hope he sounds like a colonel. Somebody came to us, jumped on immediately. He was like, "Oh, what time? When do you need me?" And we're like, "Now." He's like, "All right." All right, right. I'm coming on. I'm coming on. He he was eating pizza and he's like, I'm eating pizza. You want to see me eating stuff in my face? And we're like, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, in a minute. (laughs) I was like, Okay, okay, sir. I was waiting for us for him to get mad at us. We were like, The little kids, sir, 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 the whole time, sir. And I was like, Geez. I was like, this guy is going to get mad at us. We keep calling him sir. <laughs> I feel like the little kid in the supermarket. Sir, how much is this candy bar? Well, since you were bringing up Magic City on the 27th, um, I'll be facing Carlito for the Magic City world title. Wow. Mm. This is match two, you know, because last time um, he, he got dirty to win. Ah, so yeah. it's time for, for me to come back in there and take what's mine. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, when you, when you win that belt, take a picture and send it to us. We will be happy to post it. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. We are the home of champion. Oh, I said it wrong. We are the home of champion. Usually, something good good happens to somebody that right after they come on our podcast. It's like you know? our magic ah. hits home as our guests, and they yeah. always win, win, or they win. Get, the get signed somewhere. Well, if that works. Yeah, we. We we've had that lately, like a, a Riley Measures that I told you that he was not here to hear today. Dang it, Riley! Him and his tag team partner just won the tag team titles in their promotion. Shout out to nice. Them. Shout yeah, out to Riley and his big win. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, Riley. Um, our friend Shorty from the UK. She just won the Young Lions Championship in CPW. That's another promotion you guys should definitely. Um, if you ever go to England. Check out okay. uh, Coventry Pro Wrestling. They're a good promotion. A lot of good, okay. lot of super, good stars. It's a small super, promotion, but it's good. Super nice people. Okay. Yeah. Um, awesome. This question is for Teal, actually. Uh, I was going to ask, um, what was it? Um, what did, uh, What was the training like with Ronda Rousey? Well, it's actually, uh, it was funny because it was mostly demos training uh, yeah. <laughs> and me learning. Um, but she, it, it's interesting because, you know, she she very much uh, is a shooter. And there were definitely some times where I was like, I don't even know how I got on the ground, but I'm there, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. So it was a learning experience. She was the first uh, shooter that I was really in the ring with. Um, but, you know, she's great. Uh, we're, you know, we're all very good friends. Um, you know, unfortunately, we had to move across the country shortly after that. You know, but but she's she's got a great uh, heart to her, which is a lot in wrestling. There are a lot of wrestlers that are not great people, <laughs> and Rhonda is one of those that just has a heart of gold. You know, so she's she's a tough girl, but um, working with her is really a really fun experience. And obviously, we had a, a lot of connection through her coming through Judo Jean Labelle and that that whole family that my dad got brought up in. So it was really really neat getting to just spend time with her in the ring and you know we all just kind of had fun learning we even did we even at one point just for shits and giggles taped a little uh mock tag team match oh, yeah. <laughs> with her and her husband and michael and I, or demos and i 
Slayer music shooting, man. But, uh, you know, so, you know, we had a lot of fun just kind of getting the chance to work because we all have been so uh, off the grid with COVID and everything. There had been nowhere to train. And so we all just kind of found a ring, the one ring open and oh, wow. played around. Yeah. But she, let me tell you, if she wants to throw you, you're going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> Yeah, my one thing is, I have to say, as being a child of the 90s slash 80s and being a chance to go, I grew up in New York and Long Island, getting a chance to go to Madison Square Garden and hearing your dad's music would make me smile so wide that I was like, oh my God, yes. And the way your dad did his, um, did you, I watched a lot of your, like on mic, your microphone skills. Did you take a lot of your watch a lot of your dad's like interviews the way he did you know, his? Obviously, like now as a student of wrestling, I I watch it in a very different light. You know, now I try to like we'll sit there sometimes and, and he'll kind of break down to me, you know, advanced psychology that maybe my dad's doing that I didn't pick up on things like that. So it's it's very interesting watching it back now that I'm doing this for a living versus mm. growing up and you know half of my adult life where it was just you know oh that's just dad did job but mm. i think i think most people tend to take on characteristics of their parents naturally so you know i i really think that a lot of the mannerisms or how i talk that people kind of notice are similar to him or just from growing up dialoguing with him and you know we, we just have that in common but i also think that a lot of of the way i talk is kind of my own my own side of things you know it's it's i'm definitely not a spitting image of him um but yeah i mean i i I certainly approach it differently now watching it as a student you know it's 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 kind of funny because before it was just dad (laughs) yeah i just wanted to know because i watched i watched one of your things you did you were talking about carlito and i was like man and then i went on youtube i was watching a lot of I, i like to watch interviews with wrestlers see how they do things and i some reason I typed in Rowdy Piper and then I was like, I watched your thing on Instagram and then I watched Rowdy and I'm like, just like it pops. And just like it pops. As being a diehard old school, I missed the old school on the podcast. I certainly, I think like many, many wrestlers, you know, I certainly looked at his promos for, you know, guidance as to how to cut a good promo. But I think a lot of wrestlers probably do that. Um, But I, I also try to make it my own, you know? Sorry about that, Demos. <laughs> I just that's no, okay. Okay, I just being a child of the old, the eighties and the nineties, and going to the garden, and like watching Saturday night, Saturday nights uh, mid event and yeah. stuff like that. It's just it's, it's an honor. It's an honor to have you guys on. I'm so happy to have you guys on the Power Podcast. Like it makes oh, me even feel both. And as I said, you guys are our first. Intergender. Intergender tag team. Me and Metal Geek have been pushing intergender wrestling on our podcast. Okay. I don't mean to brag, but I'm just saying. We started as the first, one of the first, like, actual real-life couples doing intergender tag teams. And I gotta (laughs) say, I'm noticing it picking up everywhere. Where You know, there's there's shows coming up uh, that are talking about doing, like, intergender couples tag team for like Valentine's Day and stuff like that. You're seeing it more and more on TV. So I don't know. I think we started something, guys. Yeah, I think we started you something. Did. You really did. I think you really, really did. And it's like it's you go geek. There needs to be there needs to be an intergender tag team title and there needs to be an intergender title. 
because completely agree. I've, I've definitely heard of um, a couple promotions discussing that idea. You know, whether or not it happens, I don't know, but I think it would be the first. Uh, yeah, I don't think the there first, are any yeah. titles. So whoever does it, it's going to be the first. So they should jump on be, it. <laughs> because there are a lot of women that could take on men and, and you know, and, destroy and them. they'll destroy them. <laughs> so that's think, why. Yeah. And, and I also think there's another asset to it is, you know, women in wrestling obviously have come a long ways, especially in recent years where they're getting more and more credibility, better quality matches or not just an accessory to the guys and stuff like that. And I think it's a nice way to, you know, give, more opportunity to not, you know, to the women while still incorporating the men and everything, you know, and still protect the psychology of a match, you know, because realistically, obviously, if Deimos and I were going to fight each other, I would win because he has such a soft spot for me. But, <laughs> you know, probably if he decked me once good, there wouldn't be too much I could do about that, <laughs> you know, versus if we're working as a team against maybe another person of his size, you know, there's more that we can do. Uh, you know, it offers me more opportunity as well out there in wrestling. So I, I think it's a very good as a whole for where wrestling's going right now to incorporate more intergender matches as a business. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. We, we so, actually have a, qu yeah, we have a yeah. question. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, someone asked earlier, favorite wrestlers that were growing up? For both of you. Favorite wrestlers what? Growing favorite up. Favorite wrestlers, you're both, either your, like, your favorite wrestlers when you were growing well, up. Aside from family, of course. Um, one of my favorites growing up was The Undertaker. You know, mm. I think uh, I'm a very dark person. And as a kid, his whole gimmick and everything, I just thought was the coolest thing. And then, you know, as I, uh, studied wrestling, obviously, he's one of the greatest of all time, so I appreciate him even more now as an adult. Um, so mm. that was definitely somebody I worked up to. What about you? Uh, um, I th it's hard to answer that one because, as a, as a very naive child, you know, I always was a super fan of like the Ultimate Warrior or like you know, guys like that, and then as I grew up, um, uh, then I, you know was a big fan of like Stone Cold and like mm. Triple H and those guys kind of hooked me into deciding that I wanted to do this for a living. Mm. That, that reminds me of another good match actually. You guys versus Stephanie and Triple H. Ooh. Ah, that would be a very, very good match. That would be exciting. <laughs> oh yeah. Talk about going straight to the top of the food chain. Yeah. <laughs> would, you, would you guys be the heels or would you guys be the faces? I think we'd be the baby faces. I, ah. I, I think so too. I think because Triple H, man, you know, you can't. It, it, he he's good at getting uh, a lot of heat. You know what I mean? He gets me angry. He gets me. He's good at getting, getting people mad too, especially on the yeah. microphone. Yeah. Exactly. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't, I don't think people so give Stephanie enough credit for her promo skills. Oh yeah. You really don't. You really don't. That, I, really don't. That, she has that annoying voice in a good way, though. You know what I mean? Like, it's like yes. where people can't stand yeah. her. It's like, right. it's like okay, but it's like you tell me you don't you don't like her, but isn't that what a heel is supposed to do? Yes, it is. It's true. Most <laughs> people forget that, that yeah. sometimes. Right? There's no because I I understand the the um the go away heat. I don't believe in that to be honest with you. I believe in when someone said they don't like someone, they're a heel. 
Yes. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know what I mean by go with heat? Or, uh... Well, I just feel like people these days are too afraid to be disliked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't yeah. really care. So I would prefer to be a heel. <laughs> but I don't think I could be a better heel than Triple H and Stephanie. Yeah. And if you, I, I, rem- I totally remember for a while when Stephanie McMahon was the was a heel, her theme song would hit and that whole arena would boo the hurdle, boo her out of the building. You know, would, some would... of the best uh, boo reactions, in, in my opinion, in the history of the business is when um, Vicky Guerrero would come out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, dude, yeah. I think she'd get more heat saying excuse me than most people would in the entire <laughs> <laughs> She, doesn't she do? Doesn't she do Magic City sometimes? Also, is that Magic uh, City? Not, not that I've seen, not yet. No. She oh no, no, has been were there. Oh, it wasn't Magic City. It was um. New York Wrestling Connection. She just did. It was New York Wrestling Connection is in uh, Long Island. There's another promotion that uses the same arena as NYWC, and okay. I haven't been to the show, but we know she probably opens the show or comes out when she does her segment. It's- I'm sure the crowd reacts. Yeah. <laughs> Poor lady's known for the last name, and she's known for saying, excuse me, not Ariba La Raza. <laughs> so, um, with, with Eddie Guerrero passing away, was it, it was the anniversary, I think it was like 16 years ago, to either of you guys, what's like your biggest memory from Eddie? Like, either of you guys. I mean, 16 years ago, I was on a, I was still, you know, a kid, and my dad was trying to keep us far away from wrestling as humanly possible, so Personally, I've never got to meet Eddie Guerrero. I've met some of his family members and, you know, mm. great people, but I wish I could have met him, you know? Mm. Yeah, um, I was too young to be around during his time. I've shaken his hand a couple of times as a young man, but I've never obviously been able to work with him or have any experiences like that, but I would love to have. Mm. I think his body of work speaks for itself. There's so many matches if he was alive today, he would have had classics with. Oh, 100%. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So many, like Seth Rollins would have been one. Kenny Omega would have been one. Um, just the, Brian, I don't know if Brian Danielson ever wrestled him, but that's another one, another dream match yeah. right there. Yeah, yeah. Andrade. Andrade all, the, all day. Oh, oh my God. God. <laughs> That could have been another match for you two. Could be Andrade and what's her face? The Queen, what's Charlotte, her face? Charlotte. Yeah. Charlotte. What's her face? Well, first, first she's gotta not be in WWE anymore. Yeah. So. The one that the one that he used to work with that, that's still in WWE. What's her they made her Selena? Queen. Yeah. Queen Selena. Friday. Yeah. You two. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I said what's her name because I didn't say Charlotte. I was digging the, the queen, and I was like, "Are you talking about Charlotte or Zelina?" Yeah, <laughs> that's the thing I was confused. I'm like, "How did they not put Charlotte Flair in that tournament?" Because they don't mean... need to. <laughs> She's already the queen. She's exactly. already the queen. She's already it's the already queen. <laughs> Everybody yeah. knows yeah. that. I answered my own question when I did that. I was like, "What?" Why is she not? Oh, I get it. <laughs> I see where they went there. Yes. Charlotte's done everything already, but she never went for the men's title yet. Geek, I think we need to wrap it up because it's yeah. a little over 30. Yeah. All right. Gotcha. So, All right. We want to yeah. thank you so much for coming on. But you Of know, course. Thank that, you for having and, us. Anyway, is there any upcoming shows or promote, like social medias you want to promote? or? Uh... 
Absolutely. Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Absolutely. So uh, on social media, I'm Teal Piper on Instagram and Twitter. He's official Deimos uh, on both. Yes. Yep. And then uh, check out ARW, which is Atomic Wrestling, and uh, on Fight TV. I think they air on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. So you can check out some of our matches there. We have a match coming up in Magic City Wrestling on the 27th. Carlito, yes. Yep. With Carlito. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are the, and Reindeer Games, ARW in December, we have that coming up. So those are the two promotions right now that we're really working with. Well, I want to thank you guys so much for coming on again. So, thanks so much. Thank you, you. you have known me, how much it means to me and Joe, you know? And also you let off couples week on the podcast too. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Yay. Let off another couples thing. I love it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, well, thank guys. You thank you so, so much, much for having us. All right. Thank you. No problem. All right. Bye. 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 That was fun. That was fun. Lots of fun. Yeah, you do. What'd you do? All right. All right. Well, that, that, that was a fun episode. It's Joe, we have a full week ahead of us, though, right? You want to say yeah. what's going on? We got a new champion. What? Oh, and, yeah. And Victory Pro Wrestling, congratulations yeah. to Johnny Collins and the Even Stevens for winning the what? VPW and the, what? and the Tag Champions. But anyway. But anyway, you can donate to us at HTTPStreamLives.com slash dudes at ringside. HTTPStreamLives.com slash dudes at ringside. Joe, take it away. We will be back this Wednesday for who, Metal Geek? This Wednesday. We don't have one tomorrow? You do? Who's tomorrow? Yeah, we have a show tomorrow, so see you tomorrow. Yep.